Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and wellness and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is loneliness, different types of loneliness and how to cope with it. Uh, we are going to focus especially on that type of loneliness which is imposed by circumstances and that loneliness which we seek because many times we like it. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on georginahatson.net or my Instagram account georginahatson.coach. My name, surname.coach. Hello, what's up? How are you? Happy new week and today we're going to be talking about something a subscriber suggested which I liked a lot because it's not a very explored topic and it is loneliness. We're used to talking about our relationships, love relationships, friendships, uh, toxic relationships, um, boss or uh, worker relationship, everything. But what happens when something happens to us and we are suddenly left alone? Or what happens when we seek loneliness just because we find pleasure in it? And I am definitely one of those. Uh, this is a very broad topic because, as I mentioned at the beginning, there are several types of loneliness and I won't be able to expand on all, on all of them today. So I had to choose and I'm going to focus on circumstantial loneliness and loneliness which is chosen by us. The first type of loneliness, circumstantial loneliness, happens when someone doesn't have any company due to their partner's death or a breakup or old age or moving or um, due to the empty nest, among many other examples. This type of loneliness is not chosen because those who experience it want to be with someone else, but their circumstances make them temporarily lonely. And in contrast, the type of loneliness which we seek is nurturing and necessary in the midst of our daily hustle and bustle. This loneliness helps us find inner peace, ground ourselves and evolve. Argentinian writer Julio Cortázar said, I am a lonely person by nature. I feel good alone. I can live alone. I can live alone for long periods of time. And then he continued talking and I am uh, summarizing for you. And then he said, sometimes in big get-togethers and in very beautiful company in which I feel very good. And when we are doing things together, there's the minute when I say to myself, man, why aren't you quiet at home listening to a record? And I am sure many of us can identify with that feeling of pleasure that being alone brings about. And I am going to tell you where you can see the interview to Julio Cortazar uh, on YouTube and, you know, where he said that. I, I wrote it down, I have it somewhere. And so by the end of this, I'm going to tell you. So anywho, we've all felt alone circumstantially, all of us you know, have been intimate with that from time to time, less or more often, we have all shared the same feeling of loneliness. 
Some of us have experienced loneliness at work or in our studies or in social gatherings or in our empty nests, not that I am going through that yet, fortunately, or in the silence of our homes. But the truth is that we have all had an intimate relationship with loneliness. And I have the feeling that we take leaps of faith every day. We try not to feel the pain of feeling alone with our naked soul in a world where we don't always find a community that cares for us and embraces us. I always say that in the past, tribes were therapeutic. The older members took care of the middle-aged, and the middle-aged took care of the younger ones, and the younger ones took care of the children. But today, we live in fast times with incredible connectivity. That's true. We are a WhatsApp away from each other. But yet, or yet, we don't always find the time to dedicate our energy and care to our loved ones. And this is crazy and I don't want to raise an issue about existential loneliness. But all I'm saying is that we are very busy and communication has become so easy and anyway, uh, we are more lonely than ever. Circumstantial loneliness sometimes hurts a lot. And I am thinking of my father who became a widower overnight. I told you this many times already. And he always tells me that he feels alone in all his loneliness. And I never understand very well what he means by that. But I think what he means is that he feels not only, but something even even deeper or greater or worse. And, And let me tell you that today he's grieving. Today his house is too big for him. Today he's trying. But he cannot tear away the loneliness that losing my mom brought about. And I totally understand him, but I also know that he will be better. Uh, He will learn to live without my mother and he will find new friends or he will reconnect with old friends and he will find the places and the spaces where he can have some fun. Not that he will ever forget my mother and I won't either, but he's going to, you know, continue living because in fact... The, the fact that my mother died doesn't mean that we died with her. Uh, it's, it, grieving is hard, but we, are, we have been, you know, gifted with this life and our journey is longer. That's it, over his journey, because I am definitely much younger than my mother, than my mother was. And... I also think of many other people when I'm talking to you. I'm thinking of many clients and many friends who are experiencing heartbreak or who have left their countries and still cannot find peace in their circumstances. And these are just a few examples of circumstantial loneliness. But I want you to get a grasp of what it is. And the question would be how to overcome the loneliness which is imposed on one and which is temporary. Because as I mentioned, you know, even in the worst situations like my dad's, um, people continue living and they find some light at the end of the tunnel. And I know that when the heart hurts, it doesn't listen to reason. But after shedding all the necessary tears and working on oneself, 
one must try to take the first steps. And if you are going through grieving or if you have gone through separation or if your children have left home, I know you are suffering, but trust me, you will be able to act on your behalf. And the first thing, which is very easy, the first thing we can do is to find comfort in the feeling that there is some higher energy or the greater good, and you can call it God or call it the universe or call it your most awake self. But that is guiding us all the time. And it's always helping us to reorganize. And and then with that certainty, it's important to adopt an attitude of love for life or being in love with life. So ask yourself, am I honoring my life? How can I do so? And I am thinking of some examples, but dare to call others and ask them with real curiosity how they feel. And, and do activities that bring you joy. And let me tell you, when, mom, when my mom died, I, I am married and I have two lovely children. I have 1,000 friends, many acquaintances, clients. But when she died, I felt very lonely. It was totally circumstantial lonely. I felt broken. Uh, there was something inside that I couldn't, you know, bear and that felt empty and I was totally heartbroken and it wasn't easy, but I did find relief in knowing I was being guided and I stopped thinking about myself uh, and, st- and one day I started contributing and and thinking about giving and serving and calling friends and asking them how they felt because they had been calling me for such a long time to know whether I was improving and I also started doing things that I like like you know walking in nature or traveling every uh, opportunity I could and playing with my children so do anything that brings you joy and appreciate everything you do have and that's good in your life because we tend to take so many things for granted take care of your mind take care of your body and your emotions consciously too and seek help and invest in yourself that is going to return uh, a lot of well-being. Um, I definitely invest in professional help. I've been doing so since my early 20s and it's the best thing I have done in my life and I totally recommend you to do the same. I can help you or any professional who is, you know, savvy in emotions and all this can help you. So, you're going to see that as you take one step at a time and you take it one day at a time, you will start accepting and understanding what you feel and you're going to start to open to others and to new experiences that will enrich your life. The type of solitude that is chosen, as opposed to what I have been talking about, is very different. It's the solitude or the loneliness that makes us happy. It's the one that we seek to recharge our batteries, so to speak. And I began 
uh, this podcast by saying that we live in a world of excessive activity and of quick interactions and hyperconnectivity, which is not the same as relationships because being so connected doesn't necessarily mean we have more friends or we have um, lovers more easily or that we have, you know, more acquaintances. Um, and, and added to that, I have to say that we live in the midst of a lot of literal and metaphorical noise. And when I say metaphorical noise, I'm referring to our inner chatter because we are so stressed. So that's why I think many of us seek to have spaces on our own. And in that chosen silence, we can take a sacred pause and be present in the here and now. We can enjoy ourselves. We can listen what, to what we need. We can empower ourselves and find the clarity to redirect whatever is necessary. In fact, this uh, chosen loneliness is a portal to have an intimate relationship with ourselves and to become more self-aware and more self-compassionate. I always say it's the best date with ourselves and that is um, seen, perceived and it helps us in, you know, our presence in the world. Uh, Persian mystic and poet Hafiz said, don't surrender your loneliness so quickly. Let it cut you more deep. Let it ferment and season you as few humans and even divine ingredients can. Love, love, love that. Let me repeat it. Don't surrender your loneliness so quickly. Let it cut you more deep. Let it ferment and season you as few humans and even divine ingredients can. Loneliness that is chosen makes us evolve and transform. It helps us to live from the inside out and to integrate our lights and our shadow. It is the space where we find refuge and our inner compass. And as Hafiz said, let's not rush our times on our own. Let's let our soul's nutrients be better assimilated by our body, making our life a healthier and tastier place to live. And as I mentioned before, as a result of all that, those times of chosen loneliness will have a positive impact on our relationships and our behavior in the world. So let me know, do you like being on your own? Do you like your chosen solitude? Share with us in the comments because it's surely going to be very enriching. And I hope you like this post, this beautiful topic. If you know someone who can benefit from it, forward it to them and invite them to subscribe. In this way, we can help one another. And that is the mission of this podcast. And in addition, we really appreciate your recommendation because it makes us much more visible and it motivates us to provide this free material weekly. And, you know, it helps us get to you. 
And before I go, before I go, remember the spring giveaway for one month of free group coaching with me. To participate, you need to subscribe to this blog or podcast if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You just need to go to my website and what it says blogs, it says uh, subscribe me or I want it and then you get in. Number two, follow my Instagram account, georginahudson.coach. And three, share the giveaway post that you will find in my bio in Instagram. You just need to click on my name and there you will find it. And before I forget, before I forget, let me find the um, place where I saw Cortazar, the Argentinian writer. So uh, it was an interview that Joaquin Soler Serrano in the program A Fondo Uh, in Spanish television in 1977 did. So, wonderful interview. Uh, if you speak Spanish, you're going to love watching Julio Cortázar uh, with his not-so-Argentine accent after living in Paris for such a long time. So that's it for the time being. Let me give you a big, big wrapping hug and see you next week.